Hi, this is Tony, the host of the Flix X-Ray podcast. Each week, I am joined by guests. Hello. Yo. Why, hello there. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hello. And we have a roundtable discussion where we dig deep and x-ray a bunch of our favorite films and some really terrible ones, too. We really like to go back and take a look at films that may be forgotten, maybe in the past, and still lovable films. If you want, you can follow us on all the major platforms, iTunes, Google, Stitcher. If you want to find out more, you can find us online at www.flixxray.com. And you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram if you want to reach out to us. Good night, Internet. Hey, Haley, want to watch a very special episode of a beloved Saturday, not-so-Saturday morning cartoon? Who dies? No, nobody dies. Somebody dies. No, Very no. special equals death. Everyone knows that. Um, Howie Mandel's career? Now that, I believe. We watched Bobby's World, the music, so you know what that means. It's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Hear it, Bobby? The music. In the streets. In the trees. In the air. The big blue bus. The track team coach. And the jump rope over there. See, Bobby? There's music everywhere. An engine roars, or your grandpa snores, and a puppy scratches on doors. That's life playing you a tune, using a garbage can for a drum, and a car horn for a bassoon. There's music. Tear me apart, Lisa! We took out of a building! Yes, it was very exciting. Tomorrow we go to the zoo. I love you! That's all I needed to hear. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! We don't have to be mean. Because, remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Rider's Bagel Basket. I am Scott Curland. <sighs> you couldn't come up with a bobby pun? No. You weren't going to do a squeaky voice? No. I can't do that voice. I think only men can do it. Can they? Can you try to do it? I used to be able to do it in in college, but (laughs) (laughs) uh, it's been a while. Before you hit puberty? Yeah. Uh, Well, he he discovered doing it. You are. Are you going to introduce yourself? Your wife. Okay. Haley. Well, um, um... No, I I used to. I was at the bottom of the pool. Stop. Just stop. So, yeah, we watched another Bobby's World episode. Um, It was either that or that weird... One too many. And we've only seen two. I grew up watching it. I Okay, so... How could you watch this? Um, It was 1991. There was nothing on. There had to be something like, else. Ninja Turtles just ended, and we were a year and a half away from Batman the Animated Series. Okay, well, I was going to say... Wait, did you say Ninja Turtles? It ended. <laughs> the series had ended. Oh, fuck. So sad. Yeah, so... Howie Mandel... Like, comedians getting cartoons was a big thing. Yeah, they should have skipped over Howie Mandel. He was, like, the most famous comedian at the time. Really? So, it, like, doing stand-up or, like, props? like what, what? Well, he was, so he was 
one of those stand-ups who transitioned into doing dramatic television. He was on St. Elsewhere. Okay. And then he transitioned into movies. By the way, I got nothing against Howie Mandel. Like, I know, like, I seem very bitter, but if I'm bitter towards anything, it's his hair in this show. <laughs> it <laughs> that, is... That A.C. Slater. Yeah, it, he has got the perm going on. Um. So many curls. <laughs> yeah, I, I but used, I do hate the show. Well, I used to think that Mario Lopez was the star of the show because him and Howie Mandel like mm-hmm. look so similar with the the Jerry curl and the yeah, and then it's just so <laughs> so flowy, fluffy looking. <laughs> like he just stepped out of the rain. He looks like he looks like Prince Soul and Glow from coming. I to was America. about to say, just he, let your soul glow. <laughs> he he was big for his big thing was he would take a rubber surgical glove and he would put it over his eyes and his nose oh wait and, i think i remember you telling me this last time it's been a while yeah well the last time was like two and years ago what, like what would he do like he pop? he would like blow it with his nose and then he'd be like i'm a cow or something like that i even wow we've I, come so far we have John Mulaney telling Comedy Gold with a horse in a hospital. <laughs> yeah. Howie Mandel crawled so John Mulaney could run. <laughs> yeah. Just the, the more I watch the show, first of all, again with the opening. The opening. This was the time of Roger Rabbit. They wanted to be like, hey, like, like <laughs> animation live action can be. This is what you see. When the tapeworm finally makes its way from your stomach and hits your brain. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> it's just this this child waking up and he's just taking his tricycle throughout his neighborhood, but then it's it like descends even, it's into not this even a tricycle, it's a big wheel. Yeah, like the kind that the kid uh uh Danny Torrance. Yes, thank you. I was about to say we're get, we're getting Play married. with us, yeah. Danny, for It becomes The Shining. But it does, though, because there's a snake. It and actually kind of becomes The Shining because his mom, in this episode, she's pregnant. She she's it. always pregnant. No, just this season. I thought this was the end of the run. I was wrong. I felt like she was pregnant in the first one. Yeah, that was season three. We've only watched episodes oh from season God. three. Oh, my God. Wait, how many seasons did this have? I told you this was at the end of the run. Yeah. That there were five seasons later. Like, it, it went all the way to eight seasons. Shit. Yeah. How many seasons did Friends have? Ten. And this had? Eight. It had eight. as many seasons, almost as or many seven. seasons. seven. Seven or eight. And almost as many seasons as Friends. Yes. That's that makes me sad. I weep. This I think this had more seasons or as many seasons as Seinfeld. That's wrong. Yes. That's wrong. I don't like that. <laughs> I just I can't even imagine enjoying this as a child because Bobby's voice infuriates Wait, me. Wait, before we get into Bobby's voice infuriating you, do the TV guide synopsis of what what it said in TV Guide in 1992 for this episode. Okay, well, Bobby reaches a um, 
Man, quarter life of a f- quarter of a quarter life crisis uh where um he fails a test and then he just you know immediately sees his life as a failure which i understand <laughs> uh i'll get into that later but at four you thought you were a failure so we'll get into it okay geez let me finish my synopsis okay you have one more sentence so um See, now you threw me off track. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> and he is helped by his friendly crossing guard. Abe. Uh, friend. Um, and uh, then that friend dies and he has to re-examine then his life all over again. So. <laughs> and also direct traffic. <laughs> as, as I've talked about on this podcast, I was always afraid of death as a kid. And this is the. No. This is the episode that I learned about death. Really? This is where you learned it? And this about is, death. And this was the show. Like you didn't have like a relative that died. My my grandpa Nate just died. So, As this episode was coming out? Yeah, and I did and I thought that he was coming back. Oh, so you were Bobby. And I learned and what what creeped me out the most was But the, like did your parents set you down or did you watch this episode or did they have you watch this episode? Yes, all of the above. Oh my god. I watched it with my dad, and then I watched the episode of um, uh, ten years—not ten years later, seven years later—when my grandma died. We, my mom sat me down, and we watched the episode of Rugrats where you find out that Chucky's mom died of leukemia. Wait. <laughs> or breast cancer. Wait. So first of all, two shows I hate, but she sat you down again. How many months later? Uh. Five or six years later. Wait, 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 wait. To let me know that grandma died. So dad sat me down for grandpa. Mom's and then years <laughs> later, she sat you down and made you watch an episode of Rugrats? How old were you? <laughs> Ten. Okay. So, and she yeah. felt like the best so, way to tell so you. So I was five when grandpa died. And yeah, I was ten. Yeah, five years later. And she felt like the best way to tell you was via Rugrats? Cartoons. Do you know what it made me do? Both this and Rugrats, it just made me hate those episodes. Yeah. I mean, that kind of makes sense to me because you seem to um, internalize things better when they were presented to you in movie or television form. Well, not just that, visuals. I mean, I would have been fine if there was a pop-up book. But but I felt like the foundation was already established. I just said a pop-up book about death and you just gloss over it? I'm going to gloss over it. You don't have any questions about, in my mind, what I just I'm just trying to picture a death-themed pop-up book. Like, you just, like, pull a tab and the Grim Reaper just pops up like... Well, no, I I was imagining, like... I've come for your soul! I was imagining, like, an old, old man walking down the street and you're making him walk and then there is a pop-up banana peel then he slips and you think oh no he's gonna fall but then he falls down a flight of stairs and then goes through the turnstile of the subway then lands on the third rail he's still alive and then the subway crushes him oh now i really want a death pop-up <laughs> and then you have the grim reaper be like with the voice of norm mcdonald and time to go uh, you would have been fine with just the banana peel on the staircase, but that turnstile is what killed you, not the third rail. <laughs> or like a weekend at Bernie's pop-up book, where, like a finger puppet pop-up book. 
Tune in next week for our podcast where we review pop-up books. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Do you think there's a sex ed pop-up book out there? God, I hope so. <laughs> God, I hope it involves a snake and a donut. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so yeah, the uh, I visual just, mediums is is what helped me yeah, learn about stuff. Yeah, but again, I I feel like after this episode. That that should have been enough. Like, I mean, it does have a good message of, you know, we, the the people we love never truly leave us. It's what they've taught us that stays in our hearts. And, you know, that's what keeps them alive. Um, but. Just say it's horseshit. <laughs> here, it's just, it's this. I don't understand why you have to mix the death theme with. Bobby failed a test and now feels like a failure. Yeah, like, just make it about one thing. If you're going well, to showcase death, showcase death. You know, make it's it... not just that. It's that cliche that I hate. Like, here's that grandpa figure that you don't, you've never seen before. Like on on Full House, they introduced like, and I mean, Jesse's a crossing gra- guard. Like, do you? Like, I know, I get they see this guy every day because he helps the kids cross the street. We have never but, seen this guy before. Ever in an episode of Bobby's World. That, yeah. Uh, if you're going to make this kid Bobby's friend, you got to introduce well, him Well, that earlier. leads me to the point I was about to make. Full House did the same thing with a guy who actually looks exactly like the, the Yeah, like do an, episode, do an episode of like street safety or something and then have introduce him that way and then bring him back later right. to how die. Much, <laughs> how much do you want to bet that they're like, Abe passed away. And do you remember what I said to you? 20 bucks and a car hit him. You know, they never really go into it. Like, I, I mean, it's assumed because he's old. That he died of old age. I'm, but we don't know. I'm I'm like a hundred percent sure that like like a semi was just barreling down the road. Or like a Mack truck was just not a Mack truck, a pickup truck with with a shotgun rack on top was just trying to make the red light. Like and like Abe's like, no, the kid's gotta cross. <laughs> and like hits Abe, he tumbles over, then the guy drives back to make sure that Abe's okay, but runs over Abe. Page 10 of the pop-up book. Well, that's the the pop-up book about, you know, trucks. I was talking about the pop-up book about subways. The New York Transit. And also in that same one, there's a guy who uh, gets stabbed in the back alley on 57th and 11th. such graphic detail. About this, but I can't get you to listen to any true crime podcasts. My ma- imagination is worse than any true crime podcast. Oh, I guarantee you. No, I, I know it's not. <laughs> I guarantee <laughs> you that is not the case. No, but so Abe, like, Bobby is like freaking out. And then like this, I mean, it's 1992. So he looked old, but you have to assume that he's like 56 years older. <laughs> like... Um, Who's fifty six years old? Well, back in the the nineties, like when someone was old and looked like Abe. Oh yeah. They're like, oh yeah, he's so old. He's fifty six. Where today it's like he's so young. He's fifty six. Yeah. Like, um, but Abe picks up Bobby. First of all, everyone picks up Bobby, not just Abe. This child will never learn how to walk. It His leg muscles. That's not will where I was going with that. Develop. But see, this is something I've noticed. He always gets 
picked up except by Radley Boo or the other guy that I saw in the other episode. Boo Bradley? Boo Bradley. <laughs> um, no, Boo picks him up too. Does he? To put him on his shoulders. This kid will never learn to walk. But His muscles will atrophy. But that's my... Just give the kid a wheelchair. Well, I under- You don't want him to walk. <laughs> I understand his parents picking him up because it's... No! Abe is an old man. He's a stranger. Yeah, he sees Bobby every day, but like he's an it's old... still, yeah, every person who picks Bobby up, not only are they an enabler, <laughs> but... I just like you're just getting this kid accustomed to like just strangers just scooping him up and taking him places. One of these days that is going to backfire so hard and Bobby will be on the back of a milk carton before you know it. Pick me up. What's your name? John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe. No, there's no air. There's no air in this room. I sucked it all into my lungs. Fuck. Fuck. Is that the funniest thing I've ever said to you? Oh! And the darkest! (laughs) Fuck! Oh, we went there! Oh, we went there! Oh, God. Oh, God. Fuck! Oh, well! Oh, my stomach muscles. Um... Yeah, <laughs> so... That's going to be a lot of creative creative editing for yeah. me. To- no, no, don't edit it. Okay. They need to feel the, the silence. <laughs> um, uh, uh, mm, Breathe. Uh, <laughs> well, also, I, I love how, like, they're like, where's Abe? And they're like, he passed. Oh, passed what? Yeah, when does he come back? You see, Bobby, he was dressed up as Superman, and he had a noose around his neck, and his pants were around his ankles. He was in what they call auto-erot asphyxiation. You know, you already hit me with... (laughs) Breathe. (laughs) He looked like David Carradine. Who looked like David Carradine? Abe! Did he? I've never seen a picture of David Carradine, so I don't know. From Kill Bill. Just put put a Colonel Sanders mustache on him. Oh, him. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Now make him fight with the samurai sword. The other thing is, I feel like, as a crossing guard, you shouldn't have to carry someone across the street. Like, so is Bobby just the one person that gets to survive? Like, we're just carrying Bobby the whole way, and the other, you know, screw the other kids. They Bobby doesn't have the social skills. <laughs> well, um, Bobby, as we discovered in this episode, I mean, I know is probably apparent in the other episodes as well. Uh, I might have remarked on it before, but Bobby has ADD. And he's dumb as a bag of bagels. Yeah, uh, just the scene where he's taking the test and like, oh, eyes on your own test. And remember, there's to be no talking. 
and make sure you keep your eyes on your own paper. No! Come back! We're supposed to stay on my paper! And his eyeballs pop out of his head! Just pop out of his head, and they're going from desk to desk, and he's trying to pick them up. Um, and then he, like, wakes up from his reverie, and, oh, surprise, I haven't taken the Yeah, test. but what if he actually screamed that, like, ah, oh, my eyes, they're out of my head, and they're walking everywhere, and everyone's freaking out, someone squished them. Bobby, you have to go to the psychiatrist. Yeah, Bobby, we're, here's a lollipop, we're gonna take you to the nurse. And then... And that nurse will be followed by a doctor, <laughs> and, um, yeah. yeah. And then he's waiting in the, uh, another... I re remember when I told you about the, the child group therapy that I had to go to. No. I, I told it in the other Bobby's World episode. Oh, with just the kids who are afraid of death? Yep. And Bobby's just in a uh, child psychology cope group with a bunch of other creepy kids who have creepy fantasies. What's your name? Jeffrey Dahmer. Stop it. <laughs> Let's see if I can get you. No, you're, no, no, you're not going to get me again. No, 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 but F is for Family got you when they actually animated little Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that. I almost picked that episode over um, Bobby's World. No, uh, I'm trying to remember which serial killer had a... Like, I mean, they all have very active fantasy lives, but there, I mean, was, there was someone who, like, I forget who it was. Maybe it was... Boston Strangler? I don't know. Tony Curtis? No. Um, there was there was one guy who, like, legit had, would be in a fantasy while he was murdering. Oh, but, that's what they based, um, that's what they based Robert De Niro's character in King of Comedy after. Because mm. um, I know who you're talking about, I just can't remember. Well, anyway. But Bobby's going to grow up to be, like, Kevin French. Bobby's gonna grow up to be a serial killer. He is the good son. <laughs> yeah, um, he's totally gonna be Macaulay Culkin. Well, when, when maybe, those twins come. I oh mean, yeah, that's what I forgot to tell you. Like I said, he doesn't seem to be very capable considering he needs to be carried everywhere. That's what I forgot to tell you. Bobby's mom has twins. And he's driving that big There's wheel. too many children in this family. Yeah. There's too many kids. Well, I hate Kelly because she's just supposed to be Christina Applegate from Married with Children. Mm. Oh, and I love Bobby's uh, comments about his brother. So, Squirt, how'd you do on your big test? Brothers can be very depressing people. Like, oh, every time brothers say something, it just makes you feel worse. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like fucking Eeyore. He's like... Guess I'm going to go kill myself now. Well, that's how he feels after he fails this test. And everyone's like, oh, don't worry, Bobby. You'll only, you know, you got a second shot or like, but then his uncle. Uncle Ted, Uncle yeah, John Candy. Yeah, who's like, oh, you know, I had a friend who failed uh, his test in elementary school and it all went downhill from there. Yeah, and then they get like, so dark. Yeah, it's like, first of all. Why, oh, why does the uncle live with them? I am getting very funny vibes from <coughs> dear uncle, what's his face? Uncle Ted. Uncle Ted. Hey, Bobby, want to watch a movie I made? It's called mm. a snuff film. Oh, God. But, oh. I mean, clearly, I mean, this is the kind of uncle I would expect to see, you know, polishing off his last whiskey at the end of a bar. 
not just gonna go into the woods living. and write me manifesto yeah yeah i or have a, a lot like, to say about a lot of things <laughs> or like in a strip club you know throwing singles into the air no go on where are you going with this uh, no, Uncle Ted looks like the guy who goes to the strip club just for the buffet. Yeah, that yeah, that makes. He doesn't sense. care about the boobies Accurate. in his face. He cares about the breasts and thighs <laughs> in the buffet. Um, yeah, Very but clever. but he gets so dark. He's like, yeah, and then his wife left him, and then he was on unemployment. Now he's homeless. He lives in a box. Um, but. Yeah, and then once again we slip into the fantasy of Bobby like envisioning himself doing all these crappy jobs like shoveling elephant shit and being a major D, which first of all, how does he even know about these jobs? Like or what they entail? I'm guessing that he has a nine to five job. <laughs> but how how did my my question is, how did he end up getting that job at the zoo? Mm-hmm. But I do understand his, like... Love of animal husbandry. No, I understand his anxiety level on uh, to some extent because I did have horrible test anxiety. At four years old? Um, yeah, He's I mean... four. Uh, like, it kind of started in middle school and, like, kind of spiraled into high school. High school is where it got really bad because then that's when things really started to matter. Yeah, and that's I where had, they matter, not not four years old. And but, I'm sorry, but if your kid is four years old and you're not helping them study, especially for a shapes test, this just goes to the point that Bobby's parents are fucking awful people. Yeah, they don't seem to like really be helping him at all in this episode. And also, again, why are you pairing the whole test anxiety thing with death? That just it just just keep those two things separate. Don't lump them together in a single episode. But don't forget the racism at the beginning of the episode with the Indiana Jones. Oh, yes. What was it like North Dakota Bobby or something like that? Um, yeah. But uh, Toronto. Yeah, he has the um, the trope of the um, horrible trope of the um, racist sidekick character. Yeah, racist minority sidekick character. And And they do not sugarcoat it. Nope, they do not. And uh, yeah, it gets it gets really inappropriate. But yeah, when he when Abe like shows up and he's like, "Oh, what are you worried about? Shapes? Shapes are easy. It's all part of the music of life." How the fuck does that have to do with that? That ep- doesn't make any fucking sense. Don't but, you hear um, the music? You see, Bobby, Abe had a brain tumor, <laughs> and he heard music everywhere. It, like when did this become August Rush? Like when like did he go to the big city and Robin Williams was there and there's like music everywhere. Listen to the music in the streets and then find your real family. But no, you're going to stay down in the streets with me and I'm going to make money off of you. <laughs> <laughs> then Bobby's walking down the street and he sees an Irish busker. Yeah. When your mind's made up. Yep. We'll um, just go through all of the, the musicals about wait, music. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was doing actually, once. Actually, that rolls very nicely into yeah, that, once, actually, because yeah. there is an Irish guy on a guitar. Yep. 
And the, what if we just merged all of those movies? Then he walks all the way to Red Hook, and he's there with uh, Nick Offerman and his daughter, who plays the keytar. <laughs> um, and then he goes all the way to 1980s Ireland and goes yeah. to Sing Street. And but we're done. I just like, first of all, why does, like you said, though, why does he even have test anxiety? He is four years old. And also, there's shapes. And the test like that, those kids do not know how to fully write. Also, it's not even really a test, like, at his age. It's just like a, oh, we're going to, you know, have you write on this piece of paper. And if you do bad, then we're going to tell your parents that maybe you need to be in another class. <laughs> What happened to Bobby? Well, it wasn't the same after he went to see the pony and the pony kicked him in the back of the skull. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, there are programs for kids who need extra help in school. Or if you're me, you get a 504, which gives you more time on tests. So you're not a deer in the headlights. when, Because, like, I was really good in school. But if you put a test in front of me, I was just, like, frozen there. It was just too overwhelming, just having a time limit on trying to like vent everything i knew and so (laughs) (laughs) well also as i started to say there's no way that a four-year-old would be able to write rectangle and square yeah how like he's just learning shapes why like spelling is first grade yeah he's in preschool if anything they would have him match you know a square with a square and they would like have just draw the lines of the words right or, or but just, not even that because yeah. he probably doesn't know how to read yeah so like just that that doesn't make any sense to me and also actually a lot of uh, some preschools actually require that you know certain things beforehand before they even let you into the preschool yeah like you have to take like a like a test to see if you can actually like, well that's now that's not 1992 i had to take a test i did not <laughs> Although that was like 1996-ish. Yeah. I just remember like being in a room and like having to like do all these like sorts of puzzles and them watching me to see how I did. And oh. then they brought me down to the real lab. And <laughs> Well, this was also that time period where creativity wasn't appreciated because like as a kid, I had an active imagination like Bobby did. I mean, not to the point of ADHD, but I like was always making up stories and stuff like that. And they looked at that as a learning disability, not as creativity. Yeah, it's, I mean, um, I feel like there is still, we're, we're moving away from it now, but there is a focus on like just kids being parrots. Like you, you're just... We're going to make you memorize this thing and then you're going to write it down and then we're just going to assume that you've internalized this information. Yeah, I mean... When it's not the case at all. Technically, to be bar mitzvahed, you need to be able to read the Torah. I just listened to a tape over and over again. Yeah, I mean... I mean, granted, I was really I really shouldn't say that because I'm friends with my old rabbi. (laughs) And I think she's listened to the podcast before. She's coming after you now. <laughs> give um, me back the Tanakh. Give me. <laughs> you're you're not a man anymore. Take no more prayer book. Um, give me that yarmulke. But like there there were like stuff there was stuff like I just used to memorize ahead of time, not really taking it in, not really internalizing that information, just just enough where I could get by. Why didn't Bobby do that? Oh, that's right. 
because because he it's not like he has parents or like an older sister or a no brother one who can help him he's a latchkey kid and the only person who ever gave a damn about him dies in this episode yeah and then is replaced by the most incompetent person hold on you're skipping something very important what what am the i skipping song what song oh the because there's music everywhere oh my god first of all doesn't even rhyme there's music everywhere. And see the shapes in there. The helicopter circling, and the traffic in the square, and the bells in the late afternoon. That's not just stuff making noise. That's life playing you a tune. There's music everywhere. In the streets, in the trees, in the air. There's, There's music, music everywhere. everywhere. Um, and if it does, I, I, I can't hear the rhyming over the horrible, horrible singing. I don't understand why there's so much music in these episodes with a voice like Bobby's. Bobby, this creepy child has Played a voice that... by a that, 40-year-old man. Right. And that's why it does not lend itself to musicality. It is grating. But... When all of these celebrities had these cartoons in the 90s, they all had music in them. Bruce Willis had a cartoon. Then set yourself apart by not putting music in it, especially when you have a voice like that. You know what I hear when I hear that voice? I hear the worst sound in the world. Do you know what the worst sound in the world is to me? <laughs> no. It is when your pencil breaks and then the wood scrapes along the paper. Oh, that's just oh, it's the worst noise it in the world. Makes that whistling noise. Yeah, just the. But it's it's like it's more grating than that. I can handle nails on a chalkboard all day long, but if you give me that noise, I I want to throw up. Like that's what that noise does to me. But the two most successful people in their respective fields had cartoons at this time for comedy: Howie Mandel, mm-hmm. oh, and Louis Anderson. Oh, that's right. There was a cartoon but for Louis Anderson. Also, action movie star Bruce Willis had a cartoon called Bruno the Kid, mm. where it was him as a spy, and it was on right before Bobby's World. Mm. And he sang too, but he sang jazz music. Was he at least a good singer? And the streets get so hot, we shall tie our feet for fireproof. Would you like to swing on a nope, star? Nope, 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 nope. My my answer. <laughs> he has an album. Has been it's called The Return of given. Bruno. No. How uh, Howie Mandel in this? Like you have a really good singer. The voice of Abe is George Coe, who was a famous comedy writer. He wrote on SNL. He wrote. Oh, yeah. Okay. He, he wrote for the Blues Brothers. He is the voice of Woodhouse on Archer, and he has an amazing singing voice, and he sings in this. Yeah, he should have just been the one that sang. Yeah, but... Don't make Bobby sing. Bobby listens. Also, like, the way he... Bobby failed choir. Also, why is, like, this old man explaining shapes to Bobby? He's like, oh, a square, that's just... But he doesn't explain shapes to him. Well, he does at first, but then he gets into music. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, I'm learning. How am I learning? And he's like, because you're listening to the music, Bobby. And I know he doesn't sound like that, but in my head, that's what I hear. 
Well, You're listening to the music of the spheres. <laughs> of the spheres? <laughs> the Britney spheres. Yeah. Way before this. But I just don't, un- first of all, not related at all. Well, at all. Yeah. I, th- I think this is the guy who's just like, I want to sing a song that I made up. Oh, Abe has dementia. We forgot to mention that, guys. Just humor him. Yes, Abe, that guy's head does look like a square. A pizza is a triangle. Oh, that's a nice song you sang. No, that we'll was, get you some Jello. Yeah, yeah I'm. I'm seriously. Th- I'm placing my bet on stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Show I, me a stroke. <laughs> I I still think that a car went through that intersection and just. Took him out, like knocking over trash cans. And then he had a stroke. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, that's entirely possible. I mean, we saw how angry the drivers get later. Oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't the car that killed Abe. It's when he fell down that open manhole and there was an alligator in the sewer system. Poor Abe. Tore him in half. Those Ninja Turtles tried to save him, but they couldn't. There's no way you could get an alligator in a manhole. (laughs) I'm saying in the sewer system. I know, I know, I know. But well, there there was that one kid who probably flushed down a baby alligator. First of all, who's giving their kids baby alligators? What what <laughs> psycho parent? It's like, and well, also, how do you wrap an alligator? <laughs> well, there's a famous quote from The Simpsons uh, where they create a speakeasy. They go back to Prohibition, and the the police chief goes, "What kind of uh, pet shop is playing jazz music and?" cigarette smoke at two in the morning the best damn pet shop in town okay but remember baby alligators and snapping turtles sound like a good idea now but they grow up feed me seymour feed me all night long give me your blood (laughs) i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with abe was really into autoerotic asphyxiation you keep bringing that up he looks like David Carradine. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting. Uh, okay. Want a deep cut of a joke that you're not going to get? All right. Because he looks like no, David no, Carradine. I, I, I don't. He was tra- walking in the desert, I, I helping people with their problems, and he got bit by a rattlesnake. That's a kung fu joke. You didn't grow up watching kung fu. You don't care about kung fu. No. Then we're going to stick with... I mean, I do care about Kung Fu, but to the extent that I want to learn it, not watch Watch the TV show. Yeah, or TV shows. (laughs) It was a great TV show. But yeah, so Abe dies, and his wife is like, little boy who I've never met before, do you want his baton and his stop sign and his whistle? Yeah. Okay, that's how you know that Abe was crazy. He had a conductor's baton. Did they used to have that? Was like, was that like? No. Oh, well, I don't know. They had they had a stop sign and a whistle. Yeah. And if you lived in New York, probably a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I said stop. Oh, uh, but um, yeah, and oh my god, I just had a terrible thought. Oh, this is his whistle. Oh, what's this red stuff on it? There's a lot of crusty red stuff on this whistle. Oh, it was in his mouth when he got hit by the Mack truck. Oh, I was just going to say he died of, like, consumption. Oh. <laughs> no, I just like the idea that he's, like, he has but his hand of- out and he's saying stop and he has the whistle. Oh, my God. No. What if, like, he... <laughs> 
<laughs> what if he like held his hand out to like stop the car, but then he had to cough? Like, like, the, you know, on a stage, like when they do the cough, but there's like a, like a hanky there and you see a little bit of blood to tell that the character's dying, but he didn't have a hanky. He just had his whistle. And then the car hit him because he's like, oh, I don't have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the idea that he had the stop sign, the whistle in his mouth. And he's like, he's like a Tiananmen Square. <laughs> he's just pointing. Yeah, that that's what ran him over. It was a tank. There was uh, a tank in the middle of whatever this fake village that they live in or fake town that they live in. Uh, oh, also, the same joke that they do every episode is their name is Generic, and they always say generic because yeah. they're generic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it's not generic? <clears throat> this episode? Yeah. And um, not in a good way. Well, okay, so they do the same... It, it's not a joke because it's sad, but both Bobby and his girlfriend, Jackie. Okay. <laughs> Jackie wasn't in the last episode you saw, but girlfriend, she's... Girlfriend. She's like, I, I oh, guess. Bobby, you're my hero. I love you so much. Kiss. Yeah. She's voiced by Debbie Derryberry, who is Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. She is also on F is for Family. She is the little sister. Little sister. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she's had that voice for quite a while. And she's also uh, Billy's girlfriend, the one who smokes the Marlboros and swears like a sailor. Oh, yeah. She, she's been doing voice acting forever, and she's just great. But she and Bobby at, the sa- at different times go, why am I sad all of a sudden when I learned that someone died and is not coming back? Because if you were happy... <laughs> We'd have a real issue on our hands. <laughs> like, how many small animals have you killed and buried in the backyard? <laughs> well, um, does six sound like too much? He's just going to be like that kid on uh, Manhunter. Oh, I was thinking more like Dexter. <laughs> yeah. Like, Howard teaches him how to He's kill the gonna right way. He's just going to stare at his girlfriend as she likes sl- on the swing set, and he's just not going to say anything, just staring. <laughs> what are you doing, Bobby? Nothing. What are you doing? Nothing. Mother. <laughs> Keep your eyes forward. Don't you make eye contact with oh, me. You can play with her if you want. No. I don't want to. Come play on, Jackie. With we're her. going home. <laughs> um, oh, it's but, getting dark. I don't know. We've been watching cartoons from the nineties. I'm pretty sure everyone was a serial killer back but then. But like, I mean, Bobby's dad does handle it well. Like again, he imparts that classic message of like the people who die are you know forever <laughs> in our memory, and therefore they're always be alive. Well, in this a way. is the problem with Bobby's world. It's that. The only person who clearly cares about Bobby is his dad, Howard. So basically, Howie Mandel only cares about Howie (laughs) Mandel. Dad, will you now teach me how to do that thing with the the glove where I put it over? No. That's for daddy only. And sometimes Um, if the mood hits me, mommy and daddy on a special night. But he gets... Um, he gets to take the test again, and he succeeds because now he learns that like 
shapes like oh the circle is like a bicycle wheel and the square is like the mr kessler's head <laughs> i really wanted the gym teacher to just look over and be like what the fuck did you just say to me hey i heard that i have feelings too you get back here bobby you're gonna run sprints you're gonna <laughs> do uh you're gonna do burpees oh <laughs> and uh pizza pie is a triangle no a pizza pie is a circle. A slice of pizza is a triangle, Bobby. He's failed this test again. I wish they did that thing, that cliche, like, I'm going to fail this test again. Well, what would Abe want you to do? He'd want me to pass. Well, if you pass the well, test. fucking pass then, Bobby. <laughs> it's like, if you pass the test, Abe will come back. I passed it. Where's Abe? Oh, he's still dead. We lied to you. <laughs> He uh, got run over by a truck and then got run over by a smaller but more sturdier truck. It's like, first of all, if a cro- if the crossing guard did die, they would send out like a PSA to like a PSA. everybody. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dick Van Dyke. And no, no, please no, don't like, run over crossing they tell, guards. They would tell, I feel like they, especially like this is a person that children see every day. This is a person that like greets them in the morning. They would send something out, like a notice to the parents like, hey, um, this guy died <laughs> and we're going to hire someone really terrible at this job now. And she's going to get really frustrated to the point where she lets a child do her job for her. She was clearly like a recess monitor or like a lunch lady who they're like, oh, congratulations, Bertha. Today you're doing crossing yeah. guard duty. It really reminded me of a gym teacher we had in my high school who like he he was subbing for our other gym teacher, our regular gym teacher, and um, chaos ensued that day. Children, I, I kid you not, every movie where the kids take over the school, picture that, but like five times worse. Uh, we were swinging from the rope swings. There were kids stealing gym equipment from the closet. A kid ran over his hand and crushed it. My other friend, um, like took two yoga balls and like was smashing them together and then like he jumped on the yoga ball and got a concussion and then we convinced him that the CIA came in and like scrambled his brain. It was a good day and that guy got fired. <laughs> but nevertheless, he Wait, w- so if the the expression is those who can't do teach and those who can't teach teach gym, what is those who can't teach gym? dead <laughs> that poor man <laughs> you bastard or better yet just homeless <laughs> um but like also to be a crossing guard i know that a lot of crossing guards have to go to like almost like a police academy because crossing guard duty is considered a part of traffic duty i mean it's it's like um like a police detail and they get paid for. So you're detail. telling me that that like Abe was like a retired cop. I. Oh I, my god, that's how Abe died. The one case he couldn't crack, the one serial killer he couldn't track down, he goes found home. him and got him. I was <laughs> just gonna say 
he like agonized over this like missing child that like disappeared from the crosswalk one day and he goes home and he's got like the the pictures with all the strings and he's like I'm gonna solve this one day it will all come together and then all of a sudden his heart just gives out and he falls into his cereal <laughs> I like the I like the idea that Abe was like a retired like Alex Cross type of cop mm. and he, the one serial killer who got away ended up in this small town but he couldn't find him and then one day there's just darkness in the room that he enters and a cigarette being you just see the amber lit Ola Abraham Mr. Kessler the square headed gym teacher I always knew it was you I'm gonna write a book and I'm gonna call it kiss the girls and then (laughs) but that's not how Abe dies he then runs away and gets hit by a car Uh, (laughs) Abe's life is just already more exciting than that's the cartoon I want the livelihood of this small child well yeah like so how what's up with Bobby's nose every other person has a normal fucking nose and by normal I mean like a line with like another line a triangle like on a, top of a smaller yeah. triangle <laughs> his he literally has like a pug nose like like he ran into a screen door one day <laughs> that's just like how his features just assembled i have no idea i never even noticed that until you brought it up and now you can't get it out of your head thanks for destroying childhood you're for gonna, me you're gonna wake up in the middle of the night and be like his nose <laughs> Oh, his nose. How did I notice that? I had a Happy Meal toy that was Bobby's World. Do you think like when he had like a runny nose, it just like just came right out of his nose? Because it's just, it's like a bulldog. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I picture he was like, he had a normal nose and he was playing with his brother Derek and his brother was like, hey dweeb, let's play hide and seek. And Bobby is running around the corner to get him. (laughs) Derek just takes a two by four and hits him right in the face. Ha ha! Oh my god! Dweeb! <laughs> Derek, that is naughty, don't you know? Oh, Cheese my... and sprinkles. Ah, uh, my contractions. <laughs> uh, But, yeah, do you, I, I just... Now his mom has to, like, take a rag and, like, not only, like, when he has to blow his nose, like, she takes, like, the Kleenex, but she has to get in between the folds behind his nose now. <laughs> like a bulldog! <laughs> Don't uh, worry, I'll get the Q-tip out, don't you know? Mm. Well, so in the first season, the mom had a tracksuit, and then when she's pregnant, she wears this, and then when she has the baby, she puts she... the tracksuit back on. Uh, Queer Eye needs to come in and help this woman out. She is not getting the attention that she deserves. What would, what would Antony teach her how to make? Because she does not know how to make food. Did you see the shit she made? Yeah, what was the thing she makes in the beginning? Well, for him, it's a bowl of cereal, and it's Captain Squash cereal. So it's a vegetable-based cereal. And she makes pancakes for Howard, but it's clearly toast. Nobody loves Bobby. (laughs) Bobby, you were the third born, but technically you'll be the middle child. We only need one boy. (laughs) Also, um... You didn't see it in this episode, but Kelly has a boyfriend mm-hmm. who is voiced by Polly Shore. Wasn't he in the other episode, I thought? No. Oh, okay. No, mm-hmm. she is hitting on the lifeguard. 
but you finally see her boyfriend. And it is the weasel, Bobby. Oh, God. Look, it's the Leaning the Tower, Tower of Cheese. Hey. Gross. Disgusting. Sorry I'm late. I ran over the crossing guard. <laughs> oh, that makes so... It all comes full circle, which is a shape. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shape, Bobby. Don't you know? Well, the, the creepiest thing about this episode is when... Um, there's like 45 minutes of traffic. Like it takes them 45 minutes to move five feet mm-hmm. because the crossing guard is so bad at her job. And the teacher uh, is like, oh, thank God you haven't left yet. Uh, Abe's wife wanted you to have this. She mm-hmm. would come herself, but she just can't be at this intersection anymore. You know where it happened. <laughs> but uh, he's like, I know what to do. I hear the music. Oh, my God. He has the brain worm as well. So Bobby has had the brain worm for a while. He just gave it to Abe. But we see at the very end when all is well and the child has taken over as the crossing guard, as is, you know, the way of Bobby's world. Um, we see Abe. Yeah, he, so Bobby's singing of Bob's Bobby's singing of the song. Yeah. And Abe goes, Hey. They're There's- playing my song. <laughs> Don't worry, JFK and Marilyn Monroe. I'm on my way for our party. Yeah, I don't think those two are in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay, Martin Luther King Jr. and Cleopatra. Better? Yeah. Yeah, that makes more sense. Okay. <laughs> okay, Captain Kangaroo. Um, but actually, no way. Cleopatra fucked her brother. She wouldn't be there. <laughs> Jesus, Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> nope, she married her cousin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but she did marry her cousin. Hey, though. are there any broads up here in heaven? <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but so they draw Abe. You just see like a halo and wings. <laughs> And yeah. that that's what always scared We're the- to assume that's Abe. We we didn't get a positive ID. Could have been Einstein, but yeah. we're not sure. Yeah. Well, Noah would have been even darker <laughs> if as Abe's looking down on them, you just see a plane drive by and fly by and he just goes through the turbo. <laughs> uh <laughs> I just, this- Oh, this is your captain speaking. We just flew through an angel. Charlie, you can never come back. Charlie. Charlie. Uh, that little girl died too. <laughs> I was about to say, I was about to say, I think the only female up in heaven is little Judith Barzi. <laughs> too dark. Eh, who knows what she got up to. She was a child. I'm joking. I'm joking. She was ducky. Yep, yep, yep. 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 Uh, JFK is probably up there too, despite all the affairs. <laughs> yeah, and so is Marilyn Monroe. She had a sad life. She did have a sad life. Oh, I know who would be up there. Who? Natalie Wood. Who's Natalie Wood? She was the actress in uh, West Side Story who was married to Robert Wagner and she got thrown. Uh, she fell over a boat and drowned. 
but they're pretty sure that she was murdered. What is with all the air quotes? It's like you mean something else, even though what you're saying is something else. She had an accident. I don't understand. What could you mean? Robert Wagner probably killed her. Hmm, still in quotes. <laughs> no, I don't think Robert Wagner killed her, but the rumor is that she was killed. Yeah, I, I yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the joke is... I was leaning over to see the, um, the, um, propellers. <laughs> yes, Leonardo DiCaprio. It murdered. all comes full circle. Because the joke is, what's the only type of wood that doesn't float? Natalie. She was very talented. That means she wasn't a witch. Oh my god. Everybody wins except the woman. But yeah, so that was the image that always terrified me was not only did I learn about death Mm-hmm. That in that but one didn't week, didn't it make you feel good? Like, like with the message of like the people that we love never truly leave us. Blah 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 blah. No, I don't want to. The thing that scared me. Well, yes, but the thing that scared me is that they they he was up in the clouds. Yeah. So then I was like, so then they die again when there's thunder and lightning storms. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Scott. Yeah, and then there was that one Sunday school teacher who was like, no, Thunder and Lightning is just Otto Nye playing the drums. And I looked at her and I was like, that's bullshit. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. like a... Like oh, a, yeah, sure, that's bullshit. <laughs> lady, I may watch Bobby's World and know that everyone's in the clouds, but God playing the drums. Shame on you. Really? Telling lies to children. I just watched a show where a crossing guard got run over by probably a tank. So the next day, did you like see your crossing guard and you ran to them and you hugged their hug, you know, hugged them and were you like, "Don't go anywhere." No. Because we didn't have a you're crossing safe. guard. You're safe as long as you're not in the street. No, we didn't have a crossing guard. We got on the bus, we got dropped off, and then the principal greeted us and we found out that she used to be a nun. That is a true story. Our old elementary school teacher used to, our old elementary school. Wow, that was a random fact. Yes, it was, but she was. Was the, she waiting there with a ruler in hand? No, just ready to snap no, but you guys back. She was in the line. person I had to talk to when I was afraid of death. Oh, and she's like, "Why are you so scared of death?" I'm like, "Well, my grandfather." It's just, everywhere. Yeah, I was like, "Like music, it's everywhere." <laughs> I was like, well, uh. well, my grandfather just died. And then I watched this cartoon where this old man clearly got hit by a car and died. Uh. Well, <laughs> I mean. So is this podcast just your way of slowly getting over your fear of death? Because it comes <laughs> up a lot. Well, how do I get over death when I've become death? I am. Where hint. did you get that scythe? <laughs> I like to call it a sickle. <laughs> no, no, sickle is money in Harry Potter world. You silly rabbit. <laughs> I do like the hood. It's very comfortable. It's made of velour. Uh. uh but yeah, so Abe is dead, 
Bobby passes Shape's test. Our dreams are dead. Well, yeah, but when Jackie's like, she says the same thing that Bobby says. She says, I'm sad now. I don't know what death is, but now I'm sad. You you just have yet to convince me that this show isn't a Carney's like, like fever dream. This this show is like the antithesis of why we we do this podcast. Like, like this is what happens when people have too much cotton candy and funnel cake and possibly some LSD. Well, you're lucky that you haven't had to do an episode of Small Wonder yet. And you weren't here for the Mr. Belvedere episode where the kid No, was... but I listened to all the episodes. Yes, I know, but I have AIDS. <laughs> that poor little boy. Uh Aren't you glad that there wasn't an episode of Bobby's World? Special guest, Magic Johnson. Hey, Bobby, what's up? My wife, Cookie's really mad at me. Oh, boy. Um, so, Bagel. <laughs> but, but yeah, this is like the, the reason why we do this show. Because mm-hmm. the 90s gave us some horrible things. Oh. But and, also some really good things. Yes, but mainly horrible things. Yeah. Cartoons in the 90s were so bad. There was a Beetlejuice cartoon. You know what I'm surprised you haven't done yet? What? What's the story, Wishbone? Let's take another look. Kind of seems familiar. I could go all night. Like the story from a book. Shake a leg now, Wishbone. (laughs) Really? You're not stopping me. (laughs) I love Wishbone. Do you know what my favorite episode was? What? It was the one where he was John Wayne Gacy and he was dressed as a clown. Fuck you. <laughs> Just fuck you. How how, d- how dare you sully one of my favorite childhood shows? It would have been terrifying. It how been te- dare you? It would have been terrifying. Get out. <laughs> it would have been terrifying. Put down the microphone. Get out. How, how adorable would it be to see a little wish no. bone in a No, it wouldn't costume. be adorable. It wouldn't be adorable. It would be horrible. It would be horrible to see that adorable Jack Russell. <laughs> Driving the probably VW bug <laughs> in a clown costume. Oh my god! Shut up. <laughs> I- I'm genuinely getting upset. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bagels. No, but seriously, my favorite wishbone was when he was Don Quixote. Oh, uh, the Don Quixote because they did multiple ones. Those yeah, were, yeah. Um, also, I- the Three Musketeers when they're doing the little sword fight, nah. and, and you <laughs> clearly see a puppet. Paw. You see a puppet paw just fighting. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember what my favorite episodes were. I really liked the Greek myths, like the Odysseus one. Um, also, uh, the one where he plays uh, uh, Cicero, I think it is. Cyrano? Cyrano, thank you. <laughs> Cicero. Um, my favorite one is when they did The Shining, <laughs> and he was little Danny Torrance. Uh because he, but wish, that's wishbone like, would have had to be Danny Torrance, right? But that's like, <laughs> probably, just this fake pup, puppet paws like working the tricycle. <laughs> oh, um, Stephen King month on Wishbone, mm. and then he's Pennywise, the dancing pup. <laughs> I think they covered death on that show too, as well, but I can't remember. Anyway, um, but yeah, you're gonna have to do that show eventually, please. <laughs> Please, please, please. Fine. Well, also, it is a Saturday morning show. Well, the whole point is like weird shows based on sat- Saturday morning cartoons that are weird. Like, Riverdale. what's weirder than a dog reenacting Shakespeare? I'm just kidding. It's not that weird. 
But they didn't do Shakespeare. They didn't. They did Shakespeare. They, they did Shakespeare a lot. They didn't speak in iambic pentameter. Oh, for the love! Listen, purist. When it's a dog, that you can throw the formula out the window. Okay, so well, I'm gonna post two questions on the Twitter and Facebook that you guys can answer. First, which wishbone episode should we do? And second, how did Abe die? How do you get think- creative? <laughs> well, he went to that weird eyes wide shut party, and when he came <laughs> out, he was not quite the same. <laughs> Valencia. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Woodstock and drank out of a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, he was really, really big into pyrotechnics. <laughs> he he built his own fireworks set. He had a scratch that needed itching up his butt. He used the baton. He went too far. <laughs> <laughs> He got really into juggling and also, you know, uh, unicycling and the chainsaws and the unicycle just didn't mix. Oh. <laughs> well, we don't he like to talk about it. He a small child across, across the uh, street and his back gave out <laughs> and he couldn't move fast enough. Well, we can't get into it because it was really personal. Him and his wife were being intimate. He was dressed as a giant baby <laughs> and she was dressed as Jessica Rabbit. And he was like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. That's not the, pa- that's not the sp- safety word. <laughs> Banana. Banana. Butterscotch. Butterscotch. <laughs> that's not it either. <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's the one. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> Honey. But uh, bagels. Okay, how many bagels are left for you? Um, uh, on a scale of one to thirteen. Honestly, one. <laughs> yeah, this, like it's just if they had stuck with one theme, it probably would have gotten more bagels, but they didn't. And the fantasy scenes are just so fucking weird, and just I hate Bobby and his voice and his family, and I just hate everything. <laughs> I just do not like the show. Like, I can only give it credit for the fact that the the message of death is... You, you are talking so loud that you are echoing. I am? Yes. Sorry. Like you're you need, that, to, put, you're you need th- to put more things in this room. No, you're that angry that you're reaching across two different rooms. Cha-cha-cha-cha. Bye-bye-bye-bye. Um, but... I, I can again the message of like those that love us never truly blah 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 again that is fine it's a good message that's the only credit I can give I'm going with zero really I don't think this is a good way to teach kids about death yeah especially because it's like you know, he doesn't really go through a grieving process. I mean, he does, but he doesn't. Because In the we span immediately of five cut, seconds. We immediately cut to the test, and it's just like the just. There's more facets of death that needed to be addressed, and they're just not. Bobby, we're sorry that you lost Abe, but he left you a gift. It's his manifesto. 
You have to cleanse the unpure. There's a there's a lot of underlines here and and some highlighting and I don't know what that picture is. Oh, it's a satanic star. Oh. That's a lot of triangles. <laughs> hey, is that an octopus? No, that's Cthulhu. <laughs> he was really into Lovecraft Country. Mm. <laughs> I just I I don't Lovecraft think Lovecraft Country. Yeah, that's that's what they call people who are into Lovecraft. It's literally becoming a TV show produced by Jordan Peele. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, we have that to look forward to. Yeah, so um, I don't think it's a good representation of death. George Coe is the only good thing for five seconds. He has four lines in a song. Also, just even suggesting that test matter in preschool is just stupid. <laughs> I mean... What if he was too smart and he peaked and then it was all downhill from second grade on? Well, that's what his uncle seems to think. Yeah. Also, Uncle Ted was probably huffing paint in that in, while he was waiting for Bobby to get out yeah. of school. Yeah. Or it's just, glue. It's just not an enjoyable show. And, and even towards the end where it's like you have Howie Mandel there with, you know... Bobby. The well, okay, that actually, one thing we glossed over, they were so, you know, not sure how to do an episode of Death, the opening, they don't say anything because they don't know what to fucking say. Yeah, like not even the, this is a very special episode. Like, it's just... Oh, you want to say something, Bobby? No. Don't you, Howie? No. Okay, then. Let's start the show. Whoosh! We're going to push you right into it. Yeah. We're going to push you right into the it's street. It's like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say either. Okay, enjoy this episode about death. Yeah. Yeah. Push us right into the deep end. Oh, what if that's what happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that he dived uh, face first into the shallow end of the pool. Mm. Sweetie, no, that's the... Oh, no. I'm calling the police. Also, Uncle or, Ted does not live with them. He doesn't? He lives Next with... Next door? He, in the garden shed? He lives... In the doghouse? Under the porch? In the attic? In the garage. <laughs> he lives with Aunt In the car. Ruth. He lives with his sister, Aunt Ruth, who is a spinster. He is a forever bachelor. She is a spinster. Okay. It's creepy as shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, don't go into my room. That's not a mannequin wearing Why a dress. Why is everything making, made of skin? <laughs> this is my mannequin wife. Her name is Siobhan. <laughs> Uh, but it's spelled like Siobhan. Uh, like it, it's it's Irish. <laughs> <laughs> this is her twin sister, Sirsha. Oh, I like that name. I do too. I'm just saying that he's he's I really know, into know, Irish culture. We're, we're heading down a weird freaking rabbit hole. I didn't even get to the third sister, Sinead. <laughs> uh, I can. You know, as much as I hate this show, I can never stop talking about it. It's fascinating. It's like, I mean, there's an episode where they actually have uh, 
Geraldo Rivera on. Yeah, we're we're probably gonna do another episode way far in the future. When I already I've, know which when one I've we're doing. I've forgotten what Bobby's voice sounds like. I know what episode we're doing next. Oh when, God, what? We're doing the episode where they watch Saturday morning cartoons, and he, they basically Inception. They do Dudley Do Right, Yogi Bear, and I believe Charlie Brown. Mm. Yeah. It's it's Is that the episode where Bobby's balls finally drop and he mm-hmm. talks normally? No. Once again, he is four years old. Mm. Oh, there is an episode about a sociopath. What? Yeah. Oh, we're watching that one. He has a friend who doesn't feel <laughs> he has a friend who invites him over for a sleepover and then starts breaking shit and blaming Bobby. Oh, okay. But he like gets off on it oh like, he really likes it okay he loves watching his mother okay, you don't y- need to elaborate we we really went there this episode we did we did not <laughs> we after milk we money it's all downhill from the- yeah oh but. i mean i did love when bobby went into the city and got melanie griffith to come <laughs> It all comes full circle. That is also a shape. <laughs> or still a shape. Yeah, it's still a shape. So yeah, um, we, we're, we're still, we're going to uh, come up with a bunch of episodes. We fell a little behind, so the yeah. next uh, week or so, there's going to be at least two or three coming out. Mm-hmm. Maybe more if you're lucky. And then we're going into Shocktober's right around the corner. Shocktober time. Yeah. And a very special guest is going to be joining us for a three-guester. Three-guester? Well, three-hoster, I guess. You, me, and uh, someone special doing a beloved horror movie for kids. <laughs> so, yeah. Put your guesses in the Twitter sphere. So, until next time, sweetie, thanks for doing this. <laughs> I don't want your thanks. I don't want your pity. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Scott Carlin. I'm Haley. Bye. Lils and Patrick are two local musicians from the New England area whose minimal accomplishments have left them thoroughly unqualified to judge bands and artists who have been more successful than they ever could be. And yet, their passion for bad music persists on Jukebox Zeros, the podcast that takes a retrospective look at the worst albums of all time. From The Shags to Attila, from Cyberpunk to Scream, if there's a band that has an album they're ashamed of, Lils and Patrick will be there. Share their love on Jukebox Zeros, now on the Zero Science Network and wherever podcasts may be found found. This is Kelly Reynolds, and I'm the host of Boobies and Newbies, the podcast that asks novice romance readers to think outside the dick in a box. Join me for a new episode every Friday as we review romance novels with non-romance readers. 
from the sweet, loving fairy tale romances of the Highlands. Who cares about up against the wall by the fruit trees? (laughs) Like, where's the dragon? Inside the belly of a dragon. To the naughty erotic threesomes with navy seals. Sex was a 10. I mean, you cannot get any better than this book. Come okay, on, you guys. Good. Really. We read it all. Check us out at Boobies Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Listen to previous episodes on any podcast streaming platform. You can also support Boobies and Newbies on Patreon.com for lots of bonus booby content and early episode releases. are bombing all over the country. They are posing as movies you already know. They may be in your theaters, your neighbor's home, or even your own. Why are you doing that voice? I don't know. (coughs) I thought it made me sound cool. It doesn't. I'm Jason Bishop, host of the Invasion of the Remake podcast with co-hosts Sam Stepanenko and Trish Coughlin. Join us each week as we rotate talking about your favorite films and their not-so-favorite remakes. We'll also dig deep to find forgotten films that we think are more worthy of remaking, complete with our own fantasy casting. You can get all 130 episodes and counting on... Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Radio Player FM, and all the best podcast providers, even freaking YouTube. For the low, low price of absolutely nothing, join the invasion. Subscribe today. Or we'll blow up your planet. <laughs>